Welcome to the Third Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Shaps, and this is my host, also. Caleb, hey, what's going on? I let Shaps do it one time, and this is how it starts. (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, listen, I'm still going, still going. Now unfortunately, we cannot have our special guest, ChatGPT, cue us in. Very unfortunate, very unfortunate. He had a, a lot of obligation to fulfill, you know, like... 1.4 1.4 billion users or however many you know yeah it's actually a very very busy they them i don't know guy <laughs> oh, i don't want to go there <laughs> yeah oh, he'll sorry. tell you he'll tell you what yeah. it is yeah 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 for sure <laughs> i mean if anyone can get us canceled it's chat gpt <laughs> uh, so. all right where are we starting off today well as you know i do like to start off our show this is a very recent thing but i like to start off talking about awkward encounters in fast food or some kind of retail store it's always a great thing yeah but this actually isn't so much like an awkward thing that happened but i will say like when you go to the drive-thru and they're like hey we please pull forward and i don't mean from the first window to the second window or from the little the ordering thing to the first window i'm talking you go to the second window after you pay. The second window is where you pick up your food, right? And then you get there, they open it up, and you get all excited looking for your food. And then they're like, no, will you please pull forward to the front of the building? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, sorry, you ordered the odd meal. Exactly. You're going to be that person. And then like, you take your little route of shame all around, and then everyone's like, what the heck is going but, on? But here's the thing, bro. I don't order anything weird. I order whatever... The main, you know, the main item is like I'll go to McDonald's and I'll say, "Hey, I'll do a, you know, cheeseburger." Like that's like McDonald's's main thing. The only, the only thing that would be like more main than that would be the chicken nuggets. Right. And I, I don't say like, you know, hey, take the pickles in my cheeseburger. I want you to rub them together until you start a fire. Like I don't do anything weird like that. I don't say I want twenty sesame seeds. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah, like, there's that, one more. I swear I'll send it back. No. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, I don't. I don't do that. I just say, hey, I'll, I'll take a whatever number one, number three. And I don't ever do anything weird to it. If it has something I don't want, I'll usually take it off. You that, know, like every now and then I'll say no tomatoes, but I usually don't say that. I usually just take whatever I don't want off. And they're like, yeah, please pull forward. Uh, we don't have it ready yet. And I was like, that's your main thing. Right, <laughs> to McDonald's. have it ready. <laughs> yeah. Your main thing at McDonald's is your burgers. You know, like. That, okay. So, like, that only happens to me if I order my fries well done or if I'm ordering a lot of chicken. Like you order more chicken than they have available? <laughs> <laughs> well, more like, okay, so like in the morning, for instance, at McDonald's, to your point, uh, I'll, I'll sometimes get a chicken McRiddle and mm-hmm. that will slow them down. Uh, oh my gosh. That will literally say, oh, yeah, I could be the only person there and they're like, hold on, slow, slow down, sir. It's the morning. I'm like, but it's literally a, a McGriddle. Like, yeah. you're the ones who advertise this. But a chicken McGriddle? Yeah, chicken McGriddle. Those exist? Dude, they're amazing. I've never had such a concoction. Have you ever had a McGriddle? I've had Pepsi Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a McGriddle? I've had a McGriddle. They're amazing. Dude, the chicken ones are really good, too. I, I didn't know such a thing existed. Yeah, well, maybe because they don't advertise it because it holds up the line. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be afraid to order one. <laughs> I ain't trying to hold, you know, I don't want the crab behind me booing, honking at me, throwing their stuff, you know? <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I say I wouldn't do the same, but I totally do, you know, especially at Whataburger. Yeah, dude. I mean, you are the guy that admitted a few episodes ago that he orders on the app and immediately Now listen, <laughs> okay, I ha- I want to I wanna revisit that for a second. For people who are confused, obviously. Yeah, re- it's, previously on it's, the Third Wheel Podcast. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll explain Chick-fil-A how they do it again. It's cooked to order, right? It's as soon as you tell them that you're there, they start preparing the food. It's not all the way back 15 minutes ago in your PJs on your bed when you order. No, it's as soon as you get there and tell them your name, 
That's when they start preparing it because they want to be as fresh as possible. That's what I'm saying. What's the difference between ordering online where you have to where you put in every little different, I don't know, topping you want or like you have it specially made, you know exactly how you want it. And instead of having to tell all that to someone, you just say, yeah, I'm Jacob. And they're like, absolutely, move on. Nowhere else is like that, essentially, because it's always, well, we just got that order or they put it in like the corner of shame or something, you know, you have to get out of your car and go grab it yourself. Chick-fil-A just got it figured out, bro. I'm saying everyone should move over to that module where all you have to do is just say your name and they start preparing it right then and there. And then no one is awkward or shamed or or angry and, uh... <laughs> you know, earlier I had titled this in my notes, Caleb Rantz. And I feel like that's been taken from me because you just went, you went crazy, guys. I tried to stop him. You saw me. He just I, went ballistic. You know what? I have this knife for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what 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 drive through has the worst line ever? Whataburger. Well, I, I mean, okay, Whataburger is easy. I knew one. you would say that. You didn't even hesitate. Well, okay. Come on. We all know that Whataburger is yeah. notorious for like almost intentionally keeping their lines long. Yeah. I've actually talked to like former Whataburger employees and they literally admit to it. We have the inside scoop on Whataburger. He's like a (laughs) shady business practice. In the the, the corner, it's like a, I used to be a Whataburger employee. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Paul. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, so Whataburger is the worst offender of the please pull forward. Even though their drive through, there's only one way out. So, like, right. even if you pulled forward, you're still blocking everybody else waiting on their food. You know, they, they, yeah, you can't still, even cut out of there. They really. still insist on please pull forward and block the way out <laughs> yeah. because we want to hold everyone else up too. <laughs> well, you know who actually does please pull forward a lot who shouldn't? Squatter Wendy's. Oh yeah, that's well, what I was saying earlier. You know, a few episodes ago, is like you could be the only person in line. At like lunch or dinner time, ask for one thing, and they will still ask you to pull forward and make you wait twenty minutes. But that's why I love Squatter Wendy's; they're so unique. So I went to regular Wendy's today, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's how I got the idea for this little side pocket we're going through because I ordered my food, I ordered it straight off the menu. I didn't say, you know, right now it's breakfast time, but I definitely didn't say, yeah, I want fifteen potato mm-hmm. wedges. I want you to shake the coffee and turn it upside down like yeah. a blizzard. At di- you know, I didn't. I do want you to do it in front of me. Yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> weird and then i get to the front i already paid and then they're like yeah uh, please pull forward and i was like oh my gosh so i pull forward and i'm sitting there and i actually sat there a decent amount of time like the last time you and i went to win that wendy's like how they just make you wait forever for no reason yeah in the restaurant yeah and then uh, finally they run it out to me there's no line behind me by the way i'm the only one who ordered and i was like oh my gosh bro but if they're like I don't know, praying over it, I highly doubt that. I mean, I mean that would be nice, but it, the food didn't taste like it was prayed over. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, bro, the the chicken biscuit was burnt. Oh, it was like like extra crispy. Like maybe had, they were thinking of an excuse to give you, and they just decided not to give you an excuse and just give it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we tell them? I don't know. Just can't we just make another one? No, we can't do that. <laughs> no, we no no. That's not our policy. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he won't notice. Yeah, I noticed as soon as I tried to take a bite. <laughs> uh, do you have a way that do you have an order that you eat your food? Like, do you eat it like fries first and then sandwich, or sandwich and fries? Okay. Do you do half and yeah. half? So uh, if I'm driving home, typically I'll just like munch on the fries until I get there. Usually there's like no fries left. But if I actually get home and manage to keep my mittens off, you know, I do I do half and half, and then like I do like food side drink, food side drink in that order, like patterned wise. 
I tell you, I tend to do that with most of my meals, actually. Yeah, I actually try to eat it in order of importance, which sounds oh, weird. Okay. But I have it, it like prioritized in my head. Like, so I got the chicken biscuit first, and mm. then I ate that because that was the lesser item. It was just for filler. <laughs> lesser item. Yeah, that was like for filler, so I could actually get full. And then I had the sure. breakfast sandwich, which was every you know the all your favorite usual suspect items in your sandwich. Right. And then that was like that's like the main course. You know, this is for the taste, not cause it's not to get full. Wow. I ate that, and then I go fries next, uh, and then you know taking a drink throughout the whole process. You know, interesting. To, yeah, I, I eat my food in order. Like. I, I mean, this is a whole nother restaurant, but like when you get like the big meal at Denny's, I always, again, I prioritize it. I have a certain order I eat the food wow. in. Yeah. I don't That's ever just, like, I don't eat, yeah, I don't eat one bacon. I don't eat one sausage and just go around. Like, no, I, I full on like. <laughs> no, that's what I, the reason I'm doing it is because probably subconsciously I'm thinking about what do I want the last taste of my mouth to be. Mm. I don't want it to be something boring. I want it to be the tastiest thing on the plate. Yeah, see, that's another thing. Was like, what was the last thing I want to taste? Like, I usually take a drink at the end. It's like, yeah. oh no, I accidentally cleaned I'd my wash palate. everything yeah. out. Yeah. It's gone. No, I lost <laughs> the moment. That's the whole reason I bought this food to begin with. You know. Yeah, it's just like dust in the wind. Mm. Well, yeah. that actually took way longer than I thought it would. <laughs> I thought that would be like a three-minute conversation. Yeah, we, you, you would like give one example. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. And then we move on. Yeah, just <laughs> move on. Twenty seconds in. But no, bro. I, unfortunately, we always have a ton. Dude, of fast food always takes up so much time i know and i don't i mean eventually we're running out of stories right I mean, yeah not I, so fast anymore no i mean it's like and every time we start and then we get done and then i come back next week something else happened <laughs> that i just want to share with the world <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, I'm actually very happy for y'all because we're at 22 subscribers, and I'm very happy with the show and how it's going. Uh, you know, thank you guys who are subscribing, who listen every week. I'm looking at the numbers; they're actually pretty decent. Like a lot of y'all do listen all the way through, and I really, really appreciate it. And then the guys that drop a like, that's also good too. And we also subtract all the ones that Caleb rewatches. So yeah, actually, I don't rewatch it on YouTube. I rewatch it on Spotify. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like I don't care. I mean, I don't look at Spotify numbers. I barely look at YouTube numbers. I do look at views, but I don't. I don't usually look at how long people watch because mm. it might just get discouraging yeah. i don't want i don't want to have a really good bit and then i look at the chart and that's and where like, it dropped off yeah that's where everybody <laughs> quit listening i'm gonna start crying <laughs> but I, I really i really do appreciate you guys even if we don't gain any more followers or maybe if we lose some Oof. we did already kind of lose a subscriber but i'm wondering uh -huh. if that's like a spam account all right first item on our agenda other than complaining about fast food again mm. movie pass movie Check. pass are you familiar with MoviePass? Uh, I am, yeah, yeah, Okay, so when did you start hearing about it? As soon as my sister started uh, subscribing to it, her and her husband, yeah. When was that? What year? Oof. Um, I want to say that was like either before or during COVID. Oh, so way, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. way later than when I started. So I started it in 2017. It was awesome because I started it back when it was $10 a month mm -hmm. and it was like unlimited movies. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Unlimited Unlimited or One Movie a Day. And I want to say it was One Movie a Day, One Ticket a Day. Uh -huh. So let's, let's go back further though. So back in 2011, MoviePass launched. It was like a weird tiered subscription where you paid like 20 bucks a month and you got X amount of movies you could see a day. Let me see if I can find it in this article I'm reading. And by article, I mean uh, everyone's most trusted resource, Wikipedia. Um, I thought it was Facebook. <laughs> yeah, everything on Facebook's true. Mm -hmm. Okay. The service was launched in 2011 and allowed subscribers to purchase up to a movie ticket a day for a monthly fee. Okay, so it was based with co-founder Stacy Spikes, and it was another guy who actually they don't they don't they mention, but they don't talk about him that much. So the the original thing was you had to get a voucher. Hmm. 
you had to print out vouchers and take them to the movie theater and get all that. So that was actually very unpopular when they first launched. It was like vouchers were a hassle. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, at the movie theater experience, you just get a ticket and everything's great. Everything's golden. But after they did that, they switched to the mobile app. So they they launched a beta test and then it switched to a mobile app and electronically prepaid card. By mobile app, what year was that switch? Does it say? Let's see. Tw- uh, 2012. Okay. They switched from to a mobile app and a prepaid card. See, like smartphones weren't like super popular around that time. No, so. they weren't. Like I, I didn't have, I still had a slide phone that opened up to a full keyboard. You uh, know, back yeah, then. yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? This kind of reminds me of Disney Pass and how that started. Mm. And actually, there was one time when it switched to a mobile app back when, you know, you had the flip phone, right? Back, way back, you know, when apps really weren't a thing. And you had to, like, also partner with Verizon. And it was only, like, um, for a set amount of hours or something. Like, it was very unpopular. Yeah. Yeah, so back in 2016, they had a set price. It was around, I want to say, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it was fifty bucks for six movies per month, and then if you wanted to go higher, it would be like a hundred dollars for as many movies as you want, and three D movies. Like so, I mean, is it still the best bang for your buck? I I don't know. At the time, I, I'd have to gauge ticket prices. Honestly, I just by hearing those prices alone, I don't think so because you're only getting one movie free. Exactly. If it's ten bucks a movie, per if you se, use all six, and that's if you use it, like that's yeah. assuming there's six movies to see. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I don't think so. That's a scam. Right. Yeah. Like, like you said, I think you'd be you'd only be saying saving for one ticket if you mm-hmm. use all of them. But you know, I don't even know if you could have redeemed more than one at a time. Because if it was just like you had to go five times instead of like you and your family of five, maybe that would be like worth the money. But I don't know that's if, if you could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. don't know. So like it's these are there's a bunch of unknown here because that was a long time ago. Mm. But July 2016. Ooh, yes, 2016. Actually, I where boys to, became men. I need to look this up real quick. Uh, it chapter one. This is when I started using it. It chapter one came out. Did you watch it chapter one? Oh yeah, I loved it. You actually watched it? Yeah, I'm oh, with my sister. Cool. Oh, awesome. I didn't know you were such a horror movie fan. I'm not. <laughs> wow, what a wonderful combination. No, you want to co-host a podcast with me? <laughs> That's basically how I asked him, guys. I went back in time in my head and did it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, no. So 2017 is when they switched to the new pricing model. They switched it to $10 a month mm. for one movie ticket a day. And it, yeah. it didn't matter what movie you went to. Is that what it was when your sister bought in? Yeah, okay. what it was. So I guess it went on for about a year. Mm-hmm. So It Chapter 1 came out. That's when I purchased the membership. I spent 10 bucks, And already right out the gate, they were a little shady. Really? Because they said it'll take two or three weeks. I can't remember how many weeks. Well, right out the gate, I didn't hear anything once you got the confirmation. Thank you for purchasing. Yeah. Because they were overloaded with requests. They were, right. They were, like, that's a steal. Mm-hmm. One ticket a day for 10 bucks a month. Like, I was like, yeah. that's too good to be true. So I order it. I'm waiting on my card. And then once you know, as soon as the two weeks hit, right after, like, the clock hit midnight, you got an email saying, hey, we have you noticed your card hasn't come yet? Well, that's because we have a delay. In, <laughs> have you noticed? Yeah. We have a delay in processing everybody's orders because we got so many orders. And I was mm. sitting here like, so they already knew. Right. And they, they had purposefully waited to not tell to not say anything. Yeah. And Dude, it's the, it's the Wendy's drive-thru all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, okay, so just a little bit shady. But I was like, I expected it because like I was following the news on it. And it was it was pretty big at the time. You yeah. Because oh, yeah. again, too good to be true. A lot of people picked up on it. 
So they were talking about it and how there were so many delays. So I already knew the delay was coming, but I was just, it was weird to me how weird it, they, they were being about it. It just rubbed me the wrong way. So eventually I got the, the card and it came with instructions and it, it was a full on MasterCard, but it said Movie Pass. I have it somewhere. I was trying to find it, but I can't find it. And I have it somewhere because this was like a real thing, for, a real event. I was like, I don't want to forget this. This was oh, quite yeah. a ride. So. I had the card. It was a MasterCard. What you do is you, you you went into the app, and then you would pick what movie you wanted. Legit, you could pick any movie you wanted. Mm-hmm. And go uh, reserve the spot. You go to the movie theater, any movie theater. AMC hated this. AMC yeah. kept trying to shoot it down. That's why it took so long to get so much traction, because AMC wouldn't cooperate. Major movie chains wouldn't cooperate. So when they switched to the $10 a month plan, they still would not. They hated it. So I have a question real yeah. quick. Who owns MoviePass, then? Who owns it now? Or back back then? The back guy, then, back then it was Mitch Lowe, this really skinny white guy. But how is he? Guy. How is he enforcing that rule? Is what I'm trying to get at. The one ticket per day. Yeah, for all these movie theaters, like I don't know, because like I I was trying to look it up before. Like where we, the where's the money go essentially, and like who's profiting from it, and how are they enforcing it in these movie theaters that supposedly don't want it? Well, I, okay, so I'll get it to you just a second. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kind of explain how he said it worked. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent convinced, but I was watching some interviews anyway. So. You pick your theater, you pick your time, you pick your movie, you go up there, you scan, I don't remember if you scanned a QR code, but you went to the, the kiosk, you typed in, hey, I'm using MoviePass, or type in your confirmation number, I forget, and it printed out your, and then you swiped the card, and then it printed out your ticket. Yeah. And I was like, it worked. It was 10 bucks for one ticket, and I got to go any, like, when, when Marvel movies came out, I usually saw those three or four times. So when Thor came out, I had saw it multiple times using MoviePass, and so... And it worked. Like, it, it didn't... It, it was 10 bucks a month, and I got one ticket a day, no matter yeah. what. I watched an interview today about how he... The, the guy explained how it worked. He was saying that the that movie pass was covering the cost of the the, the extra tickets. So, like, if, if I had gone to watch five... You know, 10 bucks, that, that's roughly what a ticket cost back then. 10 bucks per ticket, mm. give or take. So, in theory, after that first one, any ticket I bought after that was coming out of MoviePass's pocket. And that doesn't... It, I don't know about you, Shaps. I'm no financial analyst. I don't work in accounting. But that doesn't make any sense to me as far as how they, they were going to make money, right? Right. Yeah, so you, you do that. I was seeing... I was, I was using... I was seeing movies every day. And it worked. So, I, in this interview, they asked him, so how are you guys making money? He's like, you know, how, well, how, how do you all deal with people going every day and he's like well you know anytime any company announces an all-you-can-eat buffet style of you know business model people everyone right out the gate yeah they're, they're for the first few months they're going to start using all the time every day going to go see a movie but eventually it'll fizzle out and then um, as we're able to push out promotions and we're put, pushing out special deals and you know let's say we'll offer you guys a soundtrack for the movie you just watched as you're walking out that's where I'll make our we'll make our money back. He was talking about basically what video games would call microtransactions. That's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So he justified the ten dollar price tag by, by saying like, yeah, we'll make, you know, we're we're gonna lose money for a few months, but after that, once it fizzles out, we're gonna make it back through other stuff we push. Surprise, surprise, they went bankrupt like really fast. Right. So going back to the shady stuff. They would change their prices without, not prices, they would change their policies without telling people. Mm-hmm. So when Infinity War came out, the third Avengers movie, they changed their policies kind of overnight to say, I remember they were saying now, because people had started printing out their ticket and trying to sell them. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they'll, they'll purchase their ticket for Infinity War and then scalp it and sell it to other people. What a weird concept. Yeah. 
So they would do that, and so what they they ended up doing was they limited it to like, okay, well now you can only see three movies a week or something like that. They mm. they changed it to where not one per day. Now you have to see it, you know. Um, now you only get three movies a month or maybe three movies a week. I forget. So people people ruined it by trying to scalp tickets and sell them for more prices. So that so they changed it overnight. Hey, we're limiting this now. By the time Fallout uh, Mission Impossible Fallout came out, I was excited. I was getting ready to use Movie Pass. I can't remember if it was a year later or something. I can't remember when that movie came out, but I do remember like, okay, cool. I'm excited. Mission Impossible Fallout. I, I pulled up Movie Pass, and nothing, none of the good premium films were listed. Uh. So they took them out. And I was like, okay, what the heck? And they had movies there. I had no, I had no interest in seeing. So later, I was like, what the heck's going on? Maybe it's something wrong with the app. Like, mm. okay, well, I'll take a hit. Let's go see Mission Impossible on my own. And so when I did, later on I got an email saying, hey, did you notice that you couldn't see the movie you wanted to see this weekend? Well, it always starts with that. Yeah. Did you notice, you it, idiot? <laughs> yeah, I was like, did you notice like the, you know, you couldn't do what you wanted to do? And I was like, what the heck? So when I read it, I'm like, yeah, so we're, we're changing our policy to where now you have to pay extra for premium releases. So then there, so it was the 10 bucks per month, and then if you wanted to see a movie you actually wanted to see, you had to pay extra. And so they just started getting weird. They started opening their prices, and they switched to 15 a month. They... They started just changing their stuff. And then everyone starts to just trickle Soon out. started canceling. Like, literally, they didn't even realize... I don't even think... Were they just delusional, or did they knew exactly what they were doing? They just get a whole bunch of customers and then try to screw them over. Kind of like what he was saying, I guess. But, like, it really is like... What, what do you think is going to happen? You charge 10 bucks? Like, you could probably charge, like, 20 or 25 and still get people who would subscribe to it if it was a solid business model. But it sounded like they just wanted to open the doors up for free and then charge people to leave, you know? Yeah, that, I'm, I'm with you. And it was like, it was, it just like, he was Mitch, was it, what did I say, Mitch Lowe? Yeah. That's the name of the guy, the CEO. He was so nearsighted. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the co-creator, the co-founder of the, of the original movie pass, like he had a solid plan that was kind of working. And then once they were bought out by that parent company, Helios and Matheson, that's back when they unveiled the $10 price tag. And that's when... Mitch Lowe was like, hey, you know, we're doing, I can't, I'm excited for this new direction we're taking MoviePass. Uh -huh. But before that, it was Stacy Spikes, and he got fired from the company because he was, like, disagreeing with this model. Like, it's not going to work. You know, yeah, what, yeah. what are you all doing? Uh, another thing that was weird about it was the fact that, so this is after they, they changed all the policies, they changed the prices on people, they, they, they kind of slid in a, hey, sign, the, uh, agree to these terms and conditions. Once they slid that in there without really telling anybody about right, it, yeah. that's when I canceled. And they, they tried to get me to come back with all these offers. Hey, we, we upped our prices, but here's what you can get. And I'm just like, I'm good, bro. Like, they, they already kind of messed with me. And, I mean, it, it when it worked, it worked. And I was very disappointed when they changed it. But, like, it just made no sense. Like, I just, they weren't, they weren't going to make money. So, another thing they did was they actually even tried to get into distributing. Or, I don't know if they were making movies or they were distributing them. So, let me pull this up. Okay, this is some, this is so weird because they only made one movie. So do you do you know the guy John Gotti? He's like this old famous crime oh, yeah. boss. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So they MoviePass financed. I think they made the movie. I'm gonna double check. Sorry, guys. You can hear all this tapping. That was one problem when Matt was on. Every time he typed something in ChatGPT, you hear doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. you just hear it banging. Okay, 2018, when MoviePass was starting to go under, they tried they tried their hand at making movies. So let's see. April 12, 2018, it was announced that Vis Vertical Entertainment was the new film's distributor. On April 25th, 2018, it was announced that MoviePass Ventures, a subsidiary of MoviePass, acquired an equity stake in the film and will and participate in the revenue generated from the film. All right, so it looks like they just kind of helped finance it. Yeah, essentially just 
buying stock for the movie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So this was like a movie that MoviePass was pushing. Like, yeah, we want to we want to go back to we want to start promoting movies and start fi- helping finance and and what and whatnot. So Gotti comes out with John Travolta. It's garbage. Like it's it's supposed to be a crime mob yeah. boss movie and it's terrible. And of course, it's got John Travolta, so it's weird because he's a weirdo. And then, okay, so observers were quick to note a, a large disparity on Rotten Tomatoes between the audience approval score of 80% and the 0% critic score during the film's opening weekend. Ooh. Okay. Nasty, so, nasty, nasty. Okay, right, so it's a big difference. So MoviePass made this weird video, and they put it on YouTube saying, like, oh, critics don't want you to see this movie. And it's like, you know, the audience score is really high, but critics don't want you to see it. Why? But it was done in a weird, like, the text would show up. It was like a weird kidnapping ransom video. <laughs> You know so it's like a weird, desperate ploy to get people to go yes. watch the movie. So, so what had happened? Some money. So someone at MoviePass had cloned a bunch of fake accounts for audience and boosted the audience score to make it up to eighty percent. Oh my god! So when Rotten Tomatoes cut wind of that, when they fixed it, uh, the now it's the audience score is like forty five percent, which like is right. Really, you know that that actually makes sense. And so, like, a, a guy, Dan Mural of Screen Junkies, noted that the, the big difference between the scores, like, made no sense. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. there, there's no reason why a critic score would be zero and then the audience score would be 80%. He's like, this, do, this doesn't happen, right? No. And so, once they fixed it, they realized, okay, these are all, like, spam accounts. So, we they suspect MoviePass had made a bunch of fake accounts and had bumped the score up. And then, like I said, that weird video they released saying, like, critics don't want you to see this. <laughs> You know, why? Go see it for yourself and find they, out. They probably planned that out. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, don't listen to trolls behind a keyboard. That was in the video they made. Don't oh listen gosh. to trolls behind a keyboard. I need keyboard. to see this video soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I encourage you guys to watch it on your own time. It was weird. It was shady. And so after that, that's when they kind of went bankrupt. So if, they were, if, they were, <laughs> if, they, if you got an email and it said, did you notice that Gotti has an 80% score? <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. I actually went back to look at some old uh, emails I got from them. Nothing crazy, just a bunch of, hey, come back to us. Ads. Right, yeah. I couldn't scroll down far enough to find the weird ones that I was trying to describe to you. So that, that's like the short history movie pass. However, it's back. So they, they, they're they pumping out cards again. The, the original guy, Stacy Spikes, he bought it back after they went bankrupt. Wow. So as far as I know, when he bought it or when he started the company, it was fine. It worked non-shady. Yeah. I'm told now it works the same way. It's not 10 bucks a month, but if you, they have tiered plans. So if you want to pay 20, 30, 40, $50 a month, you get all these different packages. And at, when I was looking, it was saying like, uh, each package comes with X amount of credits and then the credits you use to spend on what you want movie wise. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's probably a lot more stable than how right. Mitch Lowe had it. That guy was an idiot. And every time, they interviewed him asking him like hey so what, what's your plan it looks like y'all are losing money he's like oh no it's fine and that was it <laughs> are you not committing fraud today yeah oh, well exactly. uh, from yeah. a perspective I know, yeah. it's just crazy so i don't know bro movie pass was so weird to me i just don't understand what what was going on some people are just delusional bro oh yeah it's ridiculous how delusional people can be sometimes mm-hmm. so anyway it's back i i'm kind of curious i almost kind of wanted to start I, I was thinking about getting a membership again under stacy spikes's rule mm. i'm not sure though because i i don't go to the movies as much as i used to i used to sure. enjoy going by myself to see the movies i don't like going by myself anymore bro do i need to get a movie pass as well <laughs> yeah let's get movie pass and then come back yeah guys it still sucks as much actually as could we get like a i don't want to pay for it could we get our viewers to like i don't know put pool together like a, a <laughs> we donation. need a sponsor guys like we'll, we'll, we'll go to whatever movie you want just like pay for a movie pass yeah absolutely i'd be super <laughs> excited about that all right when's the last time you went to the movie shops i'm curious huh 
Jeez, I'm so embarrassed. It was Avatar Way of Water. Ew. That was months ago. I know. That was like Christmas. I know. We started I'm... this podcast <laughs> back in January. I know. I'm so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm very, very bad. I'm, I, guys, I'm very I'm very disappointed in you, bro. Are you now? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. All my, all my friends usually are already going with other people. And then it's like only a few select movies. I'm like, yeah, I'm willing to get up off my butt and go down and drive and use up gas and pay a premium for a movie I could just stream in a month or two and buy a very expensive popcorn. Yeah, you see, it's like you have to work myself up to it. You have a job. You can afford it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that's not a. That's wise. Yes. If you, if you can afford it, just pay for it. Yeah. If you can buy if it, you've just got buy the money. It. <laughs> that's what money's for. <laughs> What's the point of having all this money if I can't spend it? <laughs> just burning a hole in my savings account. Honestly, what are your savings anyway? <laughs> Sitting there, it's not we're doing anything. All right. The last movie I saw was not Ant Man three. I actually saw Shazam this past weekend. How was that? It was really good. I enjoyed it. I will say, I think I liked the first one better. Mm. But Shazam 2 was... It was a good movie. It was hands down good. But before oh, yeah. that, I saw Ant-Man 3. Okay. And... I heard some very interesting things about that movie. Yes. And while we're not going to really dig into the movie itself, I want to talk about the box office. Because I love the box office. You love the box... All right. Box office corner. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to Caleb's <laughs> Box. Caleb's Box. What oh, do we actually, got in the box today, Caleb? Actually, the, the box, box office went up. Ah. Okay. So it made when I checked earlier, it only made like twice as money, uh, twice its money back. But I guess we're going through the weekend now, and it looks like it went up. So let me see. Oh wait, nope, wrong one. <laughs> this is Ant Man two. <laughs> A little bit different. I was like, oh dang, it really went up. Where's the Wikipedia article? Did they delete it? Are they, Dude, are, they're trying to cover up. Yeah, it this? shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. <laughs> okay, all right, that's better. Okay, budget, $200 million. I will say, as much as I enjoyed the movie, it did not look like $200 million. $200 million for yeah. Ant-Man. Three. Not Ant-Man 1, like when they first yeah, announced yeah, yeah. it. Ant-Man 3. I mean, this was all, I think this was their kickoff of Phase 5 or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. dude, is... what's an average budget for one of these Marvel movies? That's about it. Honestly, I will say it doesn't look like because, like you know, as much as I hate on Avatar too, like you know where you can see where the money went, you can mm. see where the effects went, uh, the money for the effects and the VFX team. They worked really hard to get it to look good, at least. As much as I hate the movie, it looked good. Whereas this one, like I, I loved it. Like they did a bunch of cool creative designs for all the characters and the villains and all that kind of stuff. But the CGI was really bad. The green yeah. screen was really bad. At some points, it was shocking. And so, with a budget of $200 million, you, it makes you wonder where that money actually went. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, I actually, when I heard this, this was interesting. The, a bunch of the VFX guys had complained about how they didn't have the resources to make the movie look great. Did you see about that? The resources? Yes. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily mean money-wise. They're talking about manpower-wise. Mm. So, they, they had claimed that a bunch, all the VFX guys, all the big ones, all the, the guys that knew what they were doing got sent over to Black Panther 2. And, oh. and that movie looked great. Like, mm-hmm. CGI was great. Effects were awesome. Action was great. But the guys that were making Ant-Man 3, which is supposed to be their big kickoff of Phase 5, had complained. The guys that made that movie complained 
that all the resources went toward Black Panther 2 and not necessarily on Ant-Man 3. You could tell. Interesting. The VFX looked pretty bad on some points. Like, MODOK, I love the idea of MODOK. You know, the big head with the, with the helmet. You know, evil big head guy. That was funny. But he looked terrible. Mm. It looked so bad. It, the CGI was terrible on him. And that was supposed to be their big kickoff for the next phase of the MCU. And up until now, I had been I hadn't been like disappointed, disappointed in the Marvel films, but they weren't like as good as they had been leading up to Avengers: Infinity War or Endgame. You know, Phase Four was a bunch of like just random standalone adventures that didn't really have an emotional impact on me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very disappointed. Like Thor Four disappointed me. Did you watch that one? No, I didn't. It wasn't that good. And, it you know, it was the same director, same cast, everything should have been the same, and it should have been a good movie, and it, it wasn't that good. Well, yeah, Phase 4, I believe, has, what, the most movies, or almost the most amount of movies as any of the phases? Oh, that's um, a good question, actually. It I might, think it, it has might. more movies. But there were so content. many duds. There were so many mid-tier yeah. films that just weren't great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like Doctor Strange 2. I liked Spider-Man 3, the uh, the one with all the other actors. I saw someone do an editorial about this very subject recently. Yeah. And his point was the other phase had less movies. They had duds, though. Yeah. So, like, if you had a phase, I'm just, I don't even, can't even think of one, that had, like, three movies, but one of them was a dud. But that's one-fourth of your phase that's a dud. With this new phase, or phase four, where, like, you said that half of them weren't duds. I'm trying to think about what all, which all were actually really good. It sounds about right, 50-50, maybe a little less. I mean, like, it's kind of hard because you're combining all the TV shows as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably, correct me if I'm wrong, did Ant-Man look like a TV show? Like a TV show budget? I won't say TV show budget, but mm-hmm. I will say it didn't look as good as some of the other ones. Especially sure. for the amount of stuff they were trying to tackle, creative and VFX-wise. Oh, yeah. They were really trying to be creative with the designs and all this other stuff. But it just, CGI just wasn't up to that's part. That's like a no-brainer, right? I mean, like, if you think Black Panther versus Quantumania, like, the whole movie has to be CG. Yeah. Versus Black Panther, where, like, probably most of it, not most of it, but, like, half of it is at least CG. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. And this is like their first, I won't say box office uh, fail, because like, okay, so the budget, again, $200 million, but the box office was $450 million. This is their big movie that's supposed to push the new Thanos of the MCU. King right. the Conqueror, this is the next big, big bad guy. Right, and it barely made twice its money back. So you know that we talked about this before when we talked about box office. A movie needs to make twice its money back that it costs to make the film to break even because even though the budget's $200 million, marketing is about the same price as well. So to market mm-hmm. the film, trailers and all the other stuff, TV spots, it's about, it's double the price of the, the movie. So really... They to, just kind of broke even. To make time. this movie, it costs $400 million. So the bud- the box office was $452 million. So here's another issue. Ant-Man was never a big box office draw character. Mm. So I'm, I'm shocked that they would put so much resources... I'm talking about money, because like I said, that I'm hearing that the, they sent the manpower over to other films. But the budget, like that, so much money went into this one for a character that generally hasn't drawn that many tickets. Mm. You know? No, he's always like kind of the odd one that people go to watch. Yeah. And uh, I always kind of got like weird looks when I said that it was my favorite of the second film third phase whatever which one it was phase two phase two yeah, yeah um but i really liked it man but like a lot of other people didn't or they just didn't even know about it you know didn't even go to watch it yeah so it is interesting so the first movie the budget was 130 million which isn't like the biggest difference but it's still it's almost half right right so the box office on that was 519 million dollars when it was all said and done worldwide mm-hmm. 
against a $130 million budget, again, times two, they still made, like, about twice their money back. Yeah. Okay. Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, came out. The budget, I want to say, let me see here, was, I want to say around 200 but let me double check. Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, cost, again, same budget, $130 million, or a very, they, they estimate 130 to 195 so almost about two hundred. Yeah. But if it was on the lower end of one thirty, you get average like I don't know one fifty maybe one sixty. Sure. Okay. So box office six hundred twenty two million dollars. So that's pretty good, right? Against the box office of let's say it was two hundred million dollars. That's still a pretty big profit. Mm. You know when it's all said and done. Okay. Think about when Ant Man two came out. It came out right after Infinity War. Mm. So people were clamoring to see, like, they wanted to get hints of Endgame, like something. Yeah. So when that movie came out, it was right after Infinity War, whenever Thanos snapped the universe out of existence, and people in the in the theater went crazy, and they wanted something. They wanted to know what happens next. So the next movie coming out, Ant-Man and the Wasp, where do you think they went? They went to go get that little tease for Endgame, because they yep. wanted some kind of, like, what happens next. So that I think that's what drew up the box office on this one. <laughs> On, on Ant-Man 2, right? And so, then you get to the third one. It actually makes the least out of all three Ant-Man films. Again, $452 million against the biggest budget that we know for sure. It's the first time that he's ever had to be in, like, completely standalone. Yes. He's not writing on anything one exactly. success. Because this movie is supposed to usher in the next thing, the next phase. And here it is, $200 million budget. Four hundred fifty million. That like they barely made any money back, if any. Like I mean, these are all estimates as far as budget goes. But like it, the rule of thumb is typically the budget price times two. So four hundred million dollars to make the movie. Four hundred fifty-two million dollars back. That's almost nothing. Man. Okay. So if you have, if you're a nerd like me and you've paid attention, which you know it's okay. It's okay if you haven't, but you know I did. And I'm sitting here thinking, they pushed back the release date of all their stuff. So they, they delayed Loki Season 2, which, uh, did you watch Season 1? Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Right. They pushed it back. And they, they pushed back a bunch of other films. The Marvels, the new Captain Marvel movie, and Kamala Khan, and all that. They pushed that back. Everything's kind of getting delayed. You think that calls for a rewrite? Not on the... So I think the Marvels is already made. And I think um, mm. I think some of their movies, Loki Season 2, I'm pretty sure it's already filmed. They're supposed to release sometime this summer. Yeah. that's Those are already made. What I think they're doing is they're pushing back these next upcoming films to give more time for the next movies mm. to start getting rewrites. To start... I think a problem with MCU nowadays is they've gotten too comfortable with mm. just delivering the same shtick. On top of that, for whatever reason, either the shtick isn't wearing, isn't hitting us as hard as it used to, um, but I think that they got too comfortable in, what's the word I want to use? I had the word earlier, and I lost it. Uh, indulging. They've been indulging themselves on just like, oh, we can make whatever we want, and it works, and people love it, people are going to watch us anyway. I think they got super comfortable at just pushing out mid-tier films, average movies that are just like not blowing anybody away, mm-hmm. and now it's starting to hurt. Like they, This is their first major movie that has not made a decent amount of money back. I bet they're also sweating over James Gunn taking over DC, you know, the DCU. You think so? Probably. I mean, like, that's kind of a wild card if you think about it. Like, it sounds like DC has a lot planned, you know, like they're going to 
definitely overhaul so much and people are definitely gonna go see whatever the next movie for dc is like yeah. by a long shot people are excited to see what james gunn has to do has you know in store what movie in marvel what marvel movie are people like excited and clamoring to see now after ant-man comes out we've seen kane and then what else is next to see the rest of kane i guess yeah exactly there's no real draw anymore right yeah I mean, I admire them for trying to, like, okay, we did Thanos at the very end. We introduced him, so now we're going to introduce King early and then, like, build him over time. I don't think the movie actually did that great of a job of building him up and explaining him, but I like the movie. I just, I don't know what's going on with Marvel right now. I just, like I said, I just really feel like they're just, they think they can pump out whatever and people will eat it up. Yeah. Now, you get something like DC. So, in the comic world... DC was, like, the original. They made all the original stuff, the original stories, and Marvel is able to... Piggyback off of that, scale back their character powers. That way, they're more relatable. Make them make cooler characters. So the advantage of not being the first people to make comics and make superheroes, um, the advantage is being able to see what works in that universe and improving on it in their universe. Mm-hmm. Now in the movie world, it's kind of flipped. So you get Marvel was the first to get to the bag on cinematic universes and superhero movies and making them popular, right? Okay, so now as the movies are starting to suck and they're 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 starting to lose money and they're making all these mistakes and pushing back. Now DC's able to watch them and learn from their mistakes and yeah. go from there. Originally, like we've talked about before, back when DC first decided they're going to make cinematic universes, they were trying to copy Marvel Mm -hmm. and thought, if we just make garbage and chill it out, it'll be fine. And people will go see it regardless. Clearly not the case. So now with James Gunn, having worked over there at Marvel and learning how things work and Mm -hmm. how scheduling works, him and Kevin Feige are good friends. Now he's able, when he's making his universe, he's able to look, okay, phase four. And the start of phase five not working. So when I make my universe, it's gonna be it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be <coughs> focused and it's gonna be ready to go. So yeah, I think there are advantages to being the first to be beating something to the punch. Marvel was the first in the Magic Universe. Everyone's trying to copy them, and then of course it doesn't work. Yeah. So now DC learning from their mistakes now and learning from Marvel's mistakes, they're able to focus up more and pay more attention to stuff. I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried for Marvel because I'm still on board. I'll still go see any Marvel film, but like if the movies aren't making any more money, like why would they keep going? I don't think they're ever gonna stop. Genuinely, I hope not. But I mean, I want them to go back to the drawing board and start working on. Okay, we can't just keep pumping out the same thing over and over. I mean, I don't know. That's like saying no one's going to watch any more new Star Wars shows. Like, there'll always be a market for it, a profitable market or a slightly profitable market. Right. Even though, like, Star Wars shows arguably aren't doing too well right now. Ne- not nearly as well as they were when Mandalorian came out. But Disney still has, like, a plethora, an armada of these shows planned out because they're putting their money on it. So if they lose Marvel, dude, like, if they stop... They can't afford to stop making Marvel movies. That's mm. probably their most consistent money maker. A uh, machine. I don't know because now we're getting to where it's not so consistent anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. If it's not so consistent, I mean, the studios are here to make money. So like, once mm-hmm. we stop making money, I mean, yeah, that's the end. Who knows? The and not the end end, but like you said, because like I'm sure they would just reboot it and try again if they oh, could. Yeah. So okay, I really mm-hmm. want Shazam to do good because like yeah. It looks like it's gonna stay tied into James Gunn's universe. It looks like that's where they're going with it. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, we'll see. I guess I'll have to talk about that next time. We should at least go see Flash together. Oh, for sure. I'm generally excited for that. Yeah, I wish you would have gone to see Ant-Man with me, you jerk. <laughs> I tried. Oops. Okay. I forgot I what I was doing. Something important, I think. Yeah. I was doing something, like, you know, not hanging out with you. Way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> I feel like we could shove in one more restaurant. 
thing. Do you have a favorite breakfast place to go to? I don't really eat breakfast, but I do really like Waffle House. You know, you know what I can do? I got a good story. Okay. okay. Have you ever met anyone famous? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay, wait, who have you met? I've met Vic Mignogna. The heck's that? He is one of the most famous American voice actors in the world. Wait a minute. Okay, I actually didn't know much about him. He's in, Doesn't he do anime characters? That's what I'm saying, yeah. He's okay. one of the most famous anime voice actors in the world. One of the most famous. For, like, American, I mean. American I want to say I tried Googling him, and I was still confused. <laughs> I didn't know how to spell his name. <laughs> All right, you know what? That's rude. He's, He's the voice of Broly. He was the voice of Broly. Oh, I didn't watch that. Okay, well, um, guess who I saw last week? Was it The Incredible Hulk? <gasps> yeah, I got to see Lou Ferrigno. No he's actually kind of cool. He's old, though. And I guess, like, okay, so back from the original Hulk TV series, he was, like, jacked. Oh, yeah. He was so jacked. Like, back before they had CGI, they just got a jacked guy and painted him green. Mm-hmm. And that was The Incredible Hulk. Well, him being really old now, he's not so jacked anymore. And no. it made me feel better about myself because I was like, you know, even if I work out real hard and, and just go at it, I'm never, you know, in the end, it doesn't matter. I still all look old and, you know, just wow. it still looks like I didn't try throughout my whole that, life. <laughs> that's depressing. <laughs> and what a loser thing to say. <laughs> but no, he was cool. I, uh, I got him to sign my comic book. That's that awesome. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That's nice of Mr. Lou. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. I, I wish, uh, I hope you hear this. Oh. And I'll just yeah. cut out the part where I said, yeah, he looks, he doesn't look so great. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Fat old guy <laughs> trying to do the muscle thing. No, he wasn't fat. He was just, you know, he was just old. Right. No, he was, uh, he was so cool. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently he's deaf now. He had, like, hearing aids in. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but I mean, he's 70. He looks really good for 70 years old. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. Speaking of famous people, I got to see, I didn't get to shake his hand because he had he was busy. Wow. Uh-huh. But I got to see George W. Bush, one of our famous presidents of the United States. Wait, wait, where was this? Where was it? Don't tell me you were there, too. Was this recent? Oh, I mean, a friend of mine, Lily, just did. Oh, no, no. This was a while ago. Oh, okay. I was 18. Oh. Okay, so the George W. Bush Museum opened up. Okay? He went. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's 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 in Dallas or towards Dallas. Yeah. And he has his own museum. There's some really cool exhibits there from his presidency. So he had a 9/11 thing where they had a bunch of pieces from 9/11, piece of the buildings in there. And there's this really cool room where you get to make a decision based on a policy. So you, you pick what policy you want to do and you hit, you click a button and your advisors pop up. You got all these different sides telling you what to do. Like, hey, you can't approve that because this will happen. You got another guy who's like, no, you need to approve it because we need funding in this area. And this is all the good it will do. And then the other guy, they almost do like a little debate and then you pick what you want to do. And then George Bush pops up and he's like, here's what I did in that situation. You know what I mean? And it, wow. it was, it's a pretty interactive exhibit. So he has a replica of the Oval Office, which is kind of cool. Mm. And we all got to take pictures on his seat. So one of my old Facebook profile pictures is me sitting in the president's chair. I look like a dork. My hair's long. I didn't know how to grow a beard. Still working on that too, by the way. And then so one of my profile pictures is me like in the president's chair looking like the president, even though I look like a kid. And for the opening, he showed up, and I knew it was coming. Okay, so it wasn't the opening opening. It was like a a preview, like a sneak preview of the museum. A soft opening? Yeah, Yeah, because they took a bunch of kids from different schools there, you know, Uh for like a field trip. So I got to go, 
and I, I, I had a feeling that he was going to pop up. Please tell me he walks over and says, you're sitting in my chair, so. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. Oh, he, God. he corrected me in front of the whole... No. All the classes, right? Oh, my so gosh. So he comes in... You have beef with I have a beef Bush? with President George W. No. Bush. <laughs> I have beef with a former president. All right? Please so I will me. never forget this President Bush. All right? <laughs> I can forgive No Child Left Behind... Okay, ruining our education system. I can let that go. But I can't stand when you're wrong and you make me sound like I'm wrong in front of all my okay, friends. Okay, well, now I have to be. Hey, uh, speaking of interactive, let's put a poll out and see if Caleb was right or wrong. Then we'll have advisors come in and say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with opening this up to the public and saying, hi, you're an idiot. Come on, man. Bring it on. What, all, right, what all, right, all right, all right, all right. So he pulls up a U.S. coin. I don't remember which one. <laughs> okay, he, great he, start. He, he holds it up. Okay, he's like, e pluribus unum. It's Latin. <laughs> And he asked everybody in the audience, hey, what does it mean? Me, having been homeschooled, and my mom telling me what e pluribus unum means, one out of many, I was like, I raised my hand. I was like, oh, oh, Mr. President, you know, I know what that means. He's, he's like, like, ah, yeah. a he's good, like, healthy American. Yeah, he's like, yes, young man, what does it mean? And then I said, one out of many. And then everyone, like, I got, like, a pat on the back from some people. And then he's like, actually, son, it means many out of one. And I was like... <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, and I was like... But I didn't get to say anything because the same guy that patted me on the back just went, like, like just shook his head of disapproval at me. <laughs> I just, uh, just so everyone knows, I just looked it up. It says, out of many, one. Yeah. So I was like, Mr. President, how could you? <laughs> Dude, you showed him up. And he was like, "Well, I can't. I can't be wrong about my own. This is my thing." Yeah. And uh, I, no, child, and, and you're I wrong. And I couldn't speak up and correct him because everyone else was like asking him questions, and he was giving his little speech, and I was, I was like, "Dude, what if like the teacher literally like? If the, what great karma would have been if like someone else was like, no, actually, Mr. President, you're, I you're, wish, but nobody stood up for me. That this should day. be the Caleb Museum. Ever since then, yeah, for real. You know, it put me in the the real Oval Office. <laughs> it, it was time." Me being 18 and not knowing anything about foreign policy. Actually, yeah. That's such a... That's such a terrible thing. <laughs> Isn't it? I'm, I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kayla. That's awful. Yeah. So, uh, I went to a Stars game a couple years ago. I think it was before COVID. And it was like the season opener. And then... You know, he comes out to push the puck out on the ice, and I was the only guy in there like, boo! <laughs> and you like... <laughs> you send someone to trip him up. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Down with the First World Order. And it's like, you know, at the time I wasn't as sarcastic or quippy. I was more so like, no, that's wrong, Mr. President. But nowadays I'd be like, uh, sir, I'd hate to show you up, you know, you being a president and all, knowing everything. But... <laughs> oh, dude, I'd love to see that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I have pictures of him. He was a little bit more sarcastic. And I, I get it, because, like, I'm sure he's been through so many photo ops. He's mm. been through all this crap. But whenever we were all lined up, he when he popped in... And then he got he he ran to the front of the group and we took pictures you know he thumbs up or whatever, and then everyone's like hey can we take individual pictures like no no thanks you know I guess I mean he, he was he was on his way out because he, Obama had just been right. put in. He um just uh, had like some sort of conference or something that my buddy actually ran audio for. He gave him a microphone and everything. Oh. Uh, if I knew that beforehand, I would have had him pull out a coin. Be like excuse me, Mister Former yeah. President. You know maybe. In the age of, you know, celebrities selling pictures and mm. selling autographs, maybe he'll show up one day and I get to see him again and be like, you remember me, sir? He's like, oh, 
Yeah, oh, of course my you. God. <laughs> He's like, don't you dare you. Yes, I do. It's the same coin. Yeah. I reach into my jacket like a point gun out and just pull out a penny. <laughs> you remember this, sir? Get out, sir. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> it's like anime style. It's yeah. like, you have no idea. Yeah. I've done a lot of things in my lifetime, guys. And one day I'll open up and share it with all of you. But that was one of my oldest memories <laughs> of, I guess, as an adult. Because I, was, I think I was 18 when that happened. Fantastic. Yep. Those were the days. Those were the, go- the golden years. I'll never get them back. So, yep. All right. I think that's a good stopping point for this show. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, let me know. Thumbs wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. I I can do the outro. I was going to say, let, let me know what you thought of Shep's intro. Wait, how, I... how about this? Let me know what you think of the outro. Yeah, let's do that. Thank... So please... Like, comment, subscribe, or if you don't like his intro, I guess you can dislike too. That's that's fine, I guess. But you know, comment. List, list. I prefer you commented and tell us what you thought of his outro. You know Should what, he guys? do it more? Should you do it less? Should Here's my outro. Here's my outro. Thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate you so much. Kayla appreciates you, but most of all, your parents appreciate you. Thank you and good morning.